Should we start? No. I'm ready. You still have like few minutes if you want to say. No, I'm ready to start whenever you want. Okay. Whenever you want. Okay. So I, 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 it's because I need to call the people. Because they have like cigarettes outside and things like that. Okay, you let me know. Yeah. Maybe like. You want me to ask? Uh, you think he's going to start now?
you have you uh, staged it? Wait, I'm, have I what? Have you staged the uh, installation? If it happens in the Netherlands, which it hasn't been confirmed yet, but hopefully this week will be confirmed. If it happens again in the Netherlands, then it will be the second time. Okay. And I'm really looking forward to see if there are like a, something new comes up from it. For sure. To me, that's my favorite part. You know. Yeah, it's sort of like a. I guess it. it there's, there's like a iterative, iterative, uh, you know. Um, you know. Angle there, where it, every time you stage it, it. It sort of creates a different environment, a different um, piece. Yes, and I feel like I learn more from people's reaction mm -hmm. than from my own purpose. If that makes any sense. Right. So the interaction is is pretty important part of. Um... Yes, because my whole study with like the blue and the monochrome, and and my whole study a study with like movement and and um, physics or whatever. And even sound, in a way, is like very explorative. Like I don't really, it's not a hundred percent sure what I'm going. You know, I'm always like trying to figure out. So when it, when it, when it's presented and people interact with it and people react to it, then it gives me a lot of answers. Then, so I think it's really necessary for me to put these things in public. You know. Sure, sure. That's the only way it can can uh, exist. <laughs> It's spatial, you know, your, your, uh, I guess, investigating the ways that people interact with, you know, an object in space, but then also sound can only survive in space also, so it's sort of natural to have that be one of the materials you work with. Um, yeah, but, it also has a lot to do with the, ex the expectations that people have from a live performance or an installation or art even. People were trying to figure out what was it that I was trying to do with the cube, you know? Yeah. And 
I think it's almost like it's an interpretation of what people expect electronic music to be, you know, or to do. Because I feel like there's so much out there, uh, there's so much focus on like uh, psychoacoustics and stuff like that, you know, and like all this phenomena that people associate with like electronic music or experimental music or sound art or whatever you want to call it, you know. So I, I'm not even sure if this is just me like projecting that, but like I got the feeling that people wanted to see something that wasn't quite there at all. But they, but they were actually experiencing it, and they did experience it. Yeah, yeah. So it it was effective, but yes, in terms of it playing with their. But it was by accident. it was completely by accident, you know. Mm -hmm. I want to continue exploring this project because there are se several things that came came out um, from it as it was happening that are, are kind of like sparking um, my curiosity.
like I in a way I had I had an idea of what I wanted to do, but then it morphed in, into something else that had very little to do with sound. It had more to do with generating an idea that something something is happening where you know not really like immediately stating something, but more like just like leaving things in the air, you know. And I think the second part of the performance aspect of it was the part that was weaker. And I thought, and I felt that way as I was performing, and I thought I could, I shouldn't have done this, you know, like this part like was totally not needed. But there were certain things that came out from it that I think uh, I think are inter- interesting to me. The way people responded to you know the object itself and the interpretation that people made from it, you know, like uh, what they thought was happening, which wasn't actually happening. People thought it was happening.
materials are pretty simple and and everyday uh they're not really like it's not like you're trying to dazzle people with some kind of material object it's more about like a, a bewildering experience of like why is this object here and what exactly is going on and yeah <laughs> i think it's necess very necessary for for uh for it to be presented in a very simple way because Otherwise, it gives too many clues. You know what I mean? Like, if you if you look at this cube in a completely empty room, and all you see is like a tarp, which is like something that you see in the street, but it's just like obviously like repurposed as a cube, you know. And then there there are these other elements like sound, and uh, movement and light. You obviously know that there's a purpose, but you don't really know what the purpose is. Well, yeah, I, I want to go back to something you said about, I guess, the critique of a lot of contemporary sound practices that deal with either psychoacoustics or uh, immersive experiences. And I, I would go a step further and say they deal with artificial immersive experiences, whereas what you're doing is immersive in that it, you know, it requires the public to uh, you know under you know reconfigure their understanding in relation to their the environment that they find themselves in so it is immersive but there's no like correct like there's no like you know they don't have to sit in the middle somewhere and listen very like deliberately like it, it's sort of all about their own perspective and, and how that's shaped by this object and this uh, um, this this intervention um, I think that that's way more interesting, especially just like, uh, you know, for my own, my own work, like that's what I'm interested in. There's no correct perspective. There's no correct listening perspective. And I feel that yeah. a lot of sound, like a lot of sound work is just, it, I'm just naturally not as interested in it because I think it, it presumes too much. It like it, it requires, there are too many requirements in order to experience it correctly, you know? <laughs> yes. So. I think that's why I'm having a hard time with this new installment of the piece because it's not going to be I can't it can't be the same and I want it to be visually interesting
part of me is like, oh yes, I want to use all all of these possibilities. Obviously, like I, I'm really curious to try those things because I really enjoy making them. But it might not work with this piece. So, playing this music live when I travel might help me figure out what is it that I'm trying to do. trajectory of it that yeah you you had this like open studio where you did this piece and now it's 
potentially going to a pretty prominent, uh, you know, museum. Yeah, by chance, it's so funny. I think it comes a lot from, you know, I have like really heavy ADD, right? <laughs> so I think whenever I started using like, started working with like multiples of 11 or I started working with blue and uh, I felt like I needed to give people explanation of, of what I was doing and uh, and I was always like really nervous because I didn't had no fucking idea it was more like this this is something that I'm, I'm going to use to limit all the possibilities that I have out there and um, and I think this is part of me, like, I'm not going to justify this. You are going to justify it for me. Do you yeah. think it has something to do with connecting, connecting your practice to everyday life? Like, there's an element of, you're, now that you're, obs you're obsessed with this uh, object or this uh, material, and then you start seeing it everywhere yeah and it kind of is like a feedback loop like you see it and it's it's blowing in the wind and there's like a sensual quality to it or it's like a, like a almost like a like a living quality and then you try to recreate that in your studio and then you see something that reminds you of what you did in your studio and it kind of it, it like filters back into itself it's weird because recently i discovered some drawings i did in like 2010 2009 where I was already drawing blue tarp. It's weird, like, or blue fabric or blue something, blue, like, uh, wavy things, you know? And in that moment, back then, I wasn't even aware. Like, I had, it was not a choice, you know? It was, like, something that was just in my uh, subconscious. Like, what do you say? Like, unconscious? Yeah, subconscious. Yeah, so it was happening in that level. I had no idea that I was focus focusing on that. So it ended up coming out. You know what I mean? So what you're asking me, like, I feel like potentially maybe there are other things that, you know, that are happening that I don't even see, you know? Yeah, so it's weird, like, how do we develop these? I, I don't like to say obsessions, but... Or we start fo focusing on, like, hyper-focusing on, on these elements of our daily life or these, these things that are around us.
I know this is something that happens to a lot of people. Uh, you, you set like your cognitive focus into a specific thing, and then like you're really aware of that when you see it, and it almost you stop seeing everything else around it, you know. So I think that's that to me is really powerful and interesting. Like, oh, why does that happen? It's like some sort of phenomena that I I think uh, I think it's interesting. I, I want to explore, you know. Like re reorient you. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not even as an artist, like as 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 a person too, you know. Because I don't know where it's going to actually lead me, you know. Maybe in like ten years from now, we'll still be talking about this. Thank you.